Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. Welcome to Saturdays on the Coast with Michael Butner and Gary Birkinshaw on SEN Track. Good morning and welcome to Saturdays on the Coast. We are coming to you live from the Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club and... Good morning, Burko. How are you, my friend? Hey, Butes. How are you, mate? How's your week? Fantastic. What a great spot we've got here. We just had a, uh, believe it or not, there's cricket being played out here. A bit of girls' cricket being played out here on uh, Terrigal Haven. And uh, there was a little streaker running through the field there. A little two-year-old or three-year-old, I think. She got a little bit confused as to where she could and couldn't run. So it slowed the game down. But uh, good to see the girls out here, mate. You'd be uh, a big fan of this. Yeah, it's very good. This is the stage two, so under-14s girls. So it's part of our three uh, age group for junior women. Good to see the three-year-old. She's pretty keen to get out there. But junior cricket, junior girls cricket and female cricket in general is, is really going is really going strongly. And you mentioned about out here at uh, Terrigal. It never, never fails, does it? It's always oh, it's just a magnificent day. Um, just an amazing place to be in a, a good part of the world. I've got to tell you, it is bloody humid, though. <laughs> Mate, I walked over here and I was sweating up a storm and trained this morning and again, it uh, it's still coming out of me. Mate, what a show we've got coming up. We've got plenty to talk about. Uh, a bit of T20 cricket action, the Aussies versus the West Indies. We saw that uh, wrap up earlier this week. Uh, NRL news, we saw last night the Indigenous All-Stars taking on the Māori All-Stars uh, in a good performance uh, from both sides. Uh, and it probably indicates that rugby league is back. The Indigenous All Stars taking out the score, are uh, taking out the victory. Sorry, 22 points to 14. Ado Carr scoring a double. Braden Trindle from the the Sharks having a big impact on the game and was a shining light with a man, man of the match performance. We saw the female All Stars game as well. Uh, again, the Indigenous All Stars coming out on top convincingly, 26 points to four. And NRL trials are back. We've got the preseason challenge, $100,000 up for grabs for all the NRL teams. And uh, Bulldog supporters, got a little bit of hope, Perko. They are up and about, aren't oh, they? You see mate. social media all about, you know, I think they've lined up and just trying to find where they get their grand final tickets. They're up and about. And it's good to see Kerry Bulldogs. They're, their supporters are very passionate. So for them to have, you know, have a win straight away gives them... Uh, hope for the season gives them plenty of expectation, but an amazing bit of, uh, I suppose, administration works from uh, from Phil Gould. So he's been there, I think, for three years, and he's been able to turn that complete squad over in a, in a space huh. of three years, which is amazing. It, not so much about being able to get players in, but being able to move players out, I think, is is part of the excellent administration. So certainly plenty of hopes there, but a big double-header today on the Central Coast. Yeah, We've plenty got, of, uh, yeah, that's true, mate. Plenty of rugby league. I've got to say, just in relation to the Bulldog supporters, I think they're working on this theory, especially after what happened uh, on Thursday night. 84, they won the premiership. 94, they were in the grand final, lost. 04, in the grand final and won. 2014, they lose that grand final to the Rabbitohs, I think it was. Uh, and 2024, based on this formula, win-loss, win-loss, you tell me what's next. Have you got them in the, in the grand final? Not bed, a chance but... in the world have I got them in the grand final. No way in the world. But I'll tell you what, anytime you get a win over the Storm, and I don't care if it's their reserve grade side or their jersey flag team, Great to see Ryan Pappenhausen back for the Storm. Certainly good, was. Uh, the injuries that he's had the past couple of years, he um, he looked really good scoring that nice try 
from kick from Troy Pezzett. So great to have him back. But it's great to have footy back. It's uh, certainly been a, a few months where we've certainly missed it, that's for sure. Uh, the cricket's been good, not great. But yeah. uh, certainly when football's around, there's a, a lot to talk about. And, uh, and they, they never never seem to miss hitting the headlines, do they? We had the uh, had the Brisbane Broncos boys having enjoying a... Uh, Bit of a celebration after their fan day. A lot of media around that. What are your thoughts on that, Butes? Oh, look, I, for me, it's the original tea, uh, storm in a teacup. And again, you know what? Obviously, they can't do that sort of stuff. And especially in today's modern world where everything is being recorded, filmed, whatever it may be. Right? So um, they need to be a little bit smarter about it. But again, these guys have been like caged lions over the past three months they've been training busting their gut um waiting for that first opportunity to get out onto the white past the white stripe and play a bit of footy and you know what they probably haven't had too many drinks along the way because they've been training so hard so the coach says righto boys let your hair down this weekend and they let the hair down and carrigan has nice flowing hair anyway yeah. so he lets his hair down like a greek adonis that he is so they've been fined $25,000 between them, I suppose, for bringing the game into disrepute. Yep. What disrepute did they bring the game into? They've come off at 8,000 people fair day, so people are flocking, uh, flocking through to, to watch the Broncos and, and meet the players and that. But, you know, is it a bad look for the game? Will, will supporters stop following the game on the back of seeing that? Will sponsors pull out of the game on the back of seeing that? Two grown men having a wrestle on, on the lawns yep, in public, you know, happens... Correct, mate. Every day. It's like, ultimately, it's two mates just having a disagreement, sorting uh, it out, push yeah. and shove, big deal, move on. move on. And they talk about, oh, whether they should miss the Vegas trip. Like, like that is staggering to yeah. me that anybody would even suggest that. But the precedence was set last year with yeah. Payne Haas and, mm. you know, him stepping on the shoes of Albert Kelly, apparently, and he had to miss a game. Again, I look at it and I go, I, I don't understand our society at the moment with the need to be so harsh in our punishments. It's like yeah. everybody has never made a mistake and therefore when you do make one, it's almost like we should throw them to the line, stone them, right? A public stoning. I understand that role models. I get that part. They, they do that. But they are still, remember, they're, they're young men. Yeah. And as you said, they've trained hard in the off-season. They've gone out, had a few beers, you know, they had a resolution disagreement, which happens you know, every every night and every day. No one got hurt at the end of the day, and I just think it was it. I suppose it's how probably how well behaved all the sporting players have been over the off season that we look for a scandal, and that's the 100%. other thing I think we always look for a scandal. Yeah. And eight thousand people at the fan day is put down the bottom of the article, and yet of an article that's written about two grown men having a Push having a wrestle, up. and then. Two other people are in it, and then there's a drama because oh, they're trying to hide the fact that two other players are in it. Once again, it's another non-event. So yeah, bring mate. the game on, I reckon, Butch, then we only have to worry about weekend to weekend. Correct, and I think you make a fair point, mate, about the fact that, you know, let's go back. You know, that sort of stuff happened when we didn't have phones, right? When there wasn't anywhere near as much scrutiny. I could tell you, you know, 15 different instances where that happened when I was playing, right? Did it matter? No, we just got on with it, played on, no problem at all, right? But now that everything is being filmed, that and again, I think everybody's got these expectations as to what punishment should be. Um, I think we've got bigger issues in society, right? Especially up in Queensland, 
um, as to whether a couple of guys having push and shove when we've got bloody people getting stabbed and whatever else up there and kids going absolutely bonkers up there with no uh, control or restraint around them. The only issue will be with the Broncos. If those players, if they, they patched up, if, if they had a rift, that's, that's the only one who concerns is, is the is yeah. Kevy Walters and his coaching staff and the players. If they if they can't get on and, on the field and, and play to their ability, which yeah, they've shaken off. God, they, they grow a man. It's, mate, it's not move even. Move on. Move not, on, I say, Buttes. Not even an issue, mate. Um, we also had Super Bowl 58 earlier this week, and what a game that was. We're going to touch on this after the break, but the last-minute victories... This is going to be our topic this week, right? So if you've got any last-minute victories that you can think of, and, you know, that was what Patrick Mahomes did the other day was so clinical. I just, it was down to the final three seconds, right? And he just had that control. He knew exactly what he was going to do, uh, but just amazing the way he went about it. Um, So that was like a last-minute victory, you know, the uh, match-winning drive, as they refer to it, and to do it in a Super Bowl, he hasn't done that before, so he's now ticked that box. But, um, you know, some of those last-minute victories that stand out to you, and I can think of, and I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, that uh, four by Michael Bevan against mm-hmm. the West Indies. Yep. That was one of those moments where I just went up as one, and, you know, you're cheering and chanting and all those things. Those last minute, whatever sport it is, be it rugby league, uh, rugby union, maybe Johnny Eels. Yes. The kick in the Bledisloe. In Wellington. In Wellington. My goodness. He just stand like a, I don't know, like a big Goliath there at the end of the game with his arms up. It was a beautiful kick. And he wasn't even the kicker that day. Sterling Mortlock was the oh, kicker. He, he went off the ground. So he just steps up. And won, and that actually won him the Bledisloe Cup. It's an extra time. Actually won him. Won him. The, or re, they retained it from that. But I think his nickname's Nobody. Yeah. Because nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he certainly was perfect as a player and a role model and all those things. So text us on 0477-736-736 with your standout moment for last-minute victories. We've, Any sport. We've got one. Oh, we've, we've got, got one already. We've actually got a couple of texts. This one, you, I'll, I'll read out the text. This is from Alex. Alex. You, you pick the game. Butes. Yep. Morgan. Back to Thurston, back to Morgan. Morgan oh. crosses the 20, comes away to O'Neill. Oh, Felt, Felt has scored in the corner. Game. Grand final. What was that? That was 2016? 15? 15. 15. Yeah. 2015. Wow. Time, time was up. They were behind. Time oh. by, by four. Michael Morgan, what a... And no, nothing was on. No, was no, 100%. No, nothing was on. They were just Thurston. They threw it to Morgan. Bron- your, your turn. The Broncos were home. Yep. Well and truly. Then yeah. we had that kick from Jonathan Thurston, which hit the post. Yep. It was all but in. Yep. And then we have the kickoff where Ben Hunt drops the ball. And yeah. as they say, the rest is history. Exactly. Jonathan Thurston steps up, kicks the field goal from the scrum. scrum. Yep. And uh, gets himself into that status now of becoming uh, one of the greats of all time, just based on the fact that he now won a grand final. Yeah. There's another state of origin just from a text there. We've got from Harry Hudson. Harry about Hudson. Harry Hudson. Last minute victory. It would be hard to go past the 2019 state of origin when James Tedesco scored in the corner on the siren. Oh, I was right. there. It was electric. Yes, Remember yes. that one, Busey? <coughs> Josh Papalee, Papale, he scores in the 78th minute to tie the game up. 
And then Tedesco scores in the corner. We finally get one back on him. We did. We, we finally did. get one back. And I've got a couple of you. I think there'll be yeah. more coming through yep. with the, on the text line. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I've got no doubt there's a few of those Origin ones where they have broken and crushed us completely. Yeah. Mate, we're going to take a break. Uh, you're listening to the Saturdays on the Coast, coming to you live from Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Welcome back. We are here coming to you live Saturdays on the Coast from Terrigal Haven. Uh, Well, we're coming from the Haven, but uh, Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club. Thank you very much to them. They've done a great job setting us up here on the balcony, overlooking the oval. Uh, We've got some girls' cricket being played and... uh, We've been talking all things uh, sport uh, in that first break, but uh, we only touched on we only touched on the uh, the Super Bowl Fifty Eight and Burke. What a game! What a game, Patrick Mahomes! My goodness, what a performance that was! What a finish! I don't think it was a great game, Butes. I think as a as a spectacle from the experts, and I'm no expert on NFL, but they said the game itself wasn't wasn't that great but gee the clinical finish from Patrick Mahomes yep. we can go back and throw the the touchdown pass that, that he did there to win the game but you go back in that in the extra time of the overtime period that the twice they were on fourth downs and he actually ran it on fourth downs to to actually to keep the keep the play going really to keep keep him in the game because if if that had a fail that play had a fail the game was over and the 49ers uh, would have been Super Bowl champions but it wasn't he took him down there and then you know, when he got inside the red zone, so clinical with a fantastic pass into uh, to Mercer Hardman to uh, for the victory and back to back first time since 1990. Uh, sorry, since that was back to back. Uh, the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. 90, 2004, 2005. The, the Patriots. Only the eighth team ever. But San Francisco, their third loss since 1995. Mm. So since they last won it, but certainly a very very good player. Oh, yeah. Look, you look at, um, mate, there was a couple of big moments there, right? And none more so than the misconversion, mm. yeah. um, which, again, it's almost a fate of complete. You'd almost go like 99.5% of the time they get those conversions. Yeah. And, you know, it's only one point. Yeah. But that one point was so significant on that home stretch when... They kept them within three, which is, you know, field goal yeah. range, et cetera. And, and that's how, what a field goal's worth. It was such a massive, massive play. Yeah, and it was. That was Jake Moody who had it, who had the, the kicks mother. He, he kicked a, a Super Bowl record earlier in the, for distance, over 50 metres, 50 yards earlier in the yep. in the game. But it's a fait accompli, as you said, but the defensive side put so much effort into it to try and smother and <coughs> excuse me, and... Yeah, you know, the, the Chiefs got a hand to its mother and kept them within that field goal range, and they were able to get that field goal late in the in the fourth quarter, forced it into overtime, and, uh, and then their, their defence certainly cranked up in overtime. Got, I reckon it's like you know the NRL version of winning the ball against the feed, mm. right? Yeah. Teams just mm. come in, yeah. have the scrum, not expecting anything, ball goes in, comes out, right? That's what they normally get 99.5% of the time. Suddenly someone puts a little bit of a push in, or in this instance, they go, you know what, we've got to keep this within three. The attacking side, the uh, 49ers at the time, may not have been thinking, okay, this is just a normal routine play. But that little bit of extra effort from the uh, Chiefs 
wow, got the job done and kept them in the game and then ultimately uh, enabled them to go on and win the game. And the, the big place certainly played well. You know, Mahomes, you know, 34 completions from 46 for 333 yards, two touchdowns, but some of the other big plays he actually did. But Brock Purdy, I thought he was very good yeah. for the 49ers. People say they, they went a bit conservative in uh, in the final quarter and even in overtime where they were very assertive in the first three quarters. They they, they tried to protect their lead. And Ka- uh, Christian McCaffrey, he was fantastic as well. 22 carries for 80 yards, but also had eight receptions for another 80 yards and a touchdown. But Mate, I saw something on the coverage about McCaffrey, and they were talking about minimum 80 games mm-hmm. in terms of rushing yards, average rushing yards. There was Jim Brown, who was ahead of him. Yeah. There was Barry Sanders, who was ahead of him. Again, I, I am an NFL nutty. I've got no idea about it, right? But... I know those two names. Yeah. McCaffrey was third, and there was a guy called Walter Payton. Who, those, all those guys I know, right, or have heard of, based on what they've done in the game. Yep. And he's ranked third at the moment. Like, his numbers were phenomenal. Yeah, incredible. And the Aussie, uh, Mitch Wisnowski, the punter. Oh, yes. He had five punts. He had three inside 20, one including getting down to two yards. So he had a longer 55. So he certainly did, did his bit, but... It's a, it's an interesting game. We, we it's it's funny that we had the probably a lot of talk there was about around the, an incident that happened on the sideline. Oh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey ripping into his coach. Yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Have you come? Well, sorry, but have you you seen that in your professional sport? Not to that extent. Like, and you know, I, I found it really interesting. Like, he was emotionless. Uh, Reed. Like, he didn't flinch, didn't acknowledge. He just kept staring straight ahead. And probably so would I if I've got a beast like that, you know, breathing down my neck. But, um, well, you know what? I actually think Kelsey had a fair point, right? And there's obviously method to his madness in terms of the coach. Or he could say, coaches can say whatever they want, right? Because yeah. ultimately, he had one reception for one yard in the first half. Yeah. So he could be saying, mate, I'm... Just saving you. Oh, you know, it was all right. It's all sweet. And those big plays in the second half that involved Kelsey, bang, that made all the difference. What did you get? Eight receptions for 92 yards or whatever it was, right? So it had the big play before the, before the touchdown. Exactly the right. Play. And he had the, he was the last play before they scored the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, whenever it was that critical moment, he's the one. It's either Mahomes running yeah. or it was going to kill something, yeah. right? So it's like, you know, again, the coach can say, mate, I'm just holding you back, baby. I'm holding you back. And, you know, he, um, he gave Andy Reid command. And look, winning masks everything. Yes. You know, that's right, you're winning, and they're, they're all laughing, all hugging and cheering and, and everything like that. And Andy, and Andy Reid, the coach, command, said, mate, I've, I've seen it before. It's not the first time it's happened. You know, it happens at training. I've seen him at training every every day. Yeah. So it's not, he, he's he's passionate. I get that. And that's that's fine. Probably not the way to go about it, but that's, but that, that's okay. We've actually got some of the uh, audio, uh, courtesy of SEN, Jared Waitley, who did a great job calling the game. Uh, This is the final moment where Patrick Mahomes uh, throws the match-winning pass. Mahomes takes the snap, runs out right, throws, Hartman takes the catch, and the winning touchdown is scored. The legend of Patrick Mahomes grows. Time win as the Chiefs' kingdom becomes a dynasty, and Patrick Mahomes heads off on his lap of honour. 
It is very much a dynasty, isn't it? Well, they, they're four out of five. They've been in, yeah, and they've, they've won, won three. three. Yeah. Like, that is phenomenal. And, and Patrick Mahomes has plenty of years under his belt, and you would imagine that, uh, well, who knows? Uh, you know, I, I know they're talking about comparing him to Brady and all those things, right? And that's all well and good. Brady's got the runs on the board right now, mm. right? And I'd sooner be sitting where Brady is at the moment than where Mahomes is. But, you know, he could certainly deliver, and um, he's yeah. proven that. You know, uh, time and time and time again. And you know what? They didn't have a great start to the season, the Chiefs. No, nine and six for their season. Yeah. That wasn't, you wouldn't say that that was a classical season, you know, where they dominated. The way they, they had to win twice on the road in, in playoffs. Yep. So they had, you know, the Ravens, they, they beat the Ravens in the, who were the, the favourites before that. So What that tells me is they're a side who, in the big moments, deliver. Yeah. Right? And they've got the quality and the calibre of player, right? And... You know, the experience of a coach who knows when to, you know, click these fingers and ensure that they're where they need to be. And they had some huge defensive plays. There's no doubt about that in, in overtime, even in the, in the last quarter. Kept them in the game and allowed Mahomes to do what he does best. But the other thing about, about this, and this is how cutthroat the game is, is that so in, in overtime, just before the, the touchdown was there, so... There's questions about the 49's defensive coordinator, the calls that he made. And just before they're about to do the winning touchdown, or just before that, was that the coach, Kyle Shannon, had to call a timeout because he wasn't happy with yeah, the, yeah. the call the defensive co- coordinator had made. And that's, in NFL terms, that, is, that, that doesn't happen. It yeah. doesn't happen because the coach has got so much faith, he just allows him to go with that. But so, you know, so upset and disappointed he was with the call that he actually called a timeout. And lo and behold, after the... Within a day of the Super Bowl finish, Steve Wilkes, a defensive coordinator for the 49ers, has been let go after one season. Wow. So that, that's a, there's none of this great season, unlucky, just had a bad game. No. He had a bad call. Call. <laughs> bad call. Two bad calls. And <laughs> That's ruthless, isn't it? It is. It is it absolutely is. ruthless when yeah. it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah. That play, and, and I loved the analysis of it at the back end of the game where... They actually showed one of the uh, runners from the Chiefs heading across the field, which was just enough to turn the, the 49ers defender in yeah. because that final touchdown looked so easy, right? It looked simple, and you're going, what has happened here defensively? But it was just the subtleties and the perfectly way in which they executed that enabled them to make that look so easy. And you know the ironic thing about that, Butes? That was the... Well, led to believe that was the exact same play they used for the match-winning touchdown against the Eagles last year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you go. We're here for Chemist Outlet. For discount medication, choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We'll take a quick break. We've got the news coming up, and uh, we've got plenty to talk about in the next half hour. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Welcome back. Saturdays on the Coast coming to you live from Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club down by the Haven, sitting on the balcony here, just enjoying the cricket. A couple of girls uh, having a bit of a hit, uh, throwing the arm over. Uh, good to see them out and about doing their bit when it comes to uh, local sport. Great day down here, Burko. Brilliant, isn't it? Never, never fails to amaze yeah. Terrigal. It's beautiful. The girls out there, we've got girls from Terrigal Matcham and 
Narara, Wyoming out there. I think some Brisbane Water Girls there as well. So fantastic to see them out there all having fun. The parents are sitting in the sun enjoying the day. Certainly but is, mate. And we just finished talking about the uh, Super Bowl. 123.4 million people uh, watched it. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes, I yeah. counted them all. You counted them all. Yeah, well done. That's massive. And it's the biggest audience for any show, any viewing of anything at all. Yeah. In the history of the world. Yeah. And was it also the biggest showing of Taylor Swift? How many times we could see her on the coverage? Well, I think 123.4 million dollars a million people tuned in and watched Taylor Swift show, and then all of a sudden an NFL game <laughs> and then broke the out. the NFL, the Super Bowl. Uh, Gee, isn't she massive? Oh, like, seriously, again, I don't know whether we're allowed to talk about Taylor Swift on a sports show, but we will anyway because she's going out with Travis Kelsey or apparently, yeah. um, I don't know, it's some nufty from the Chiefs yeah. she's going out with. <laughs> but it's amazing. My goodness, they are, they are the Beckhams, oh. the modern-day Beckhams. Well, they will be. They will be, yeah, yeah. yeah. If they yeah. stay together and whatever. Yeah. My goodness. like they. I've got to say, I think more people tuned in for that yeah. Taylor Swift factor. The Swifties, they call them. The Swifties. Well, just how huge she is, and she's huge in her own right. There's no doubt about that, and uh, shout out my daughter who's going down to, to watch the Melbourne to watch the show tomorrow night. But So in the short time that, that she's been going out with Travis Kelsey, is it just her involvement in brand awareness is equated to about $330 million to the Chiefs. Wow. Just, just through the Swifties now, all of a sudden... They're buying Travis Kelsey jerseys or Kansas Chiefs. All of a sudden, they know about the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. known before, but because Taylor, she is just... She is massive. Like, you know what? My daughter's 25. She's going to see the concert in uh, Sydney. Went over and saw her last Tuesday, and I've never seen her so excited in my life. Mm. Like, we sat there. She showed me her bracelets yeah. that she was making for her friends. Yeah. She was talking about what she's going to wear and what the girls are wearing. Then we finished watching maths, of course. <laughs> and then she whacked on the era's movie. Mm, like she, so yeah. she's got it pirated or whatever it is, yeah. apparently. And I'm there with one of her girlfriends that she lives with. And they're just singing every word. And yeah. like I'm just going, it's like a three-hour concert, this thing. Yeah. Like, it is going to be a show. And I've got to tell you, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. But would I love to go to the concert? Yeah, I would. Ninety-six thousand people at the MCG last, last night. night to watch Taylor Swift. And this is not a once concert. Yeah. This is back to back, back to back. back, back. <laughs> and then when we'll come to Sydney, <laughs> yeah, it is just. And you know what? If she had ten oh. concerts in Melbourne and ten concerts here, they'd all be sold. Also, I was I was part of the ticket buying process with my daughter. Everyone <laughs> and I was, and she got it right in, near the end. She had to go to Melbourne. Like it was, it was probably the most nervous day for everybody. But. Uh, but anyway, good luck then. We've got some yeah. more texts uh, coming in coming here. Coming through, through yeah, fast. And, and sorry, just the, the topic is last-minute victory. So things that have st uh, sporting uh, sporting moments that have stood out, those last-minute victories, similar to that of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs over the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Okay, we've got one from the Ball Badger. He's a regular. Uh, yes. yeah, this is obviously, who can forget this, John Aloisi to put us into the World Cup. Uh, that was in 2005 in Sydney, that penalty goal. In Uruguay, and that was a moment, wasn't it? Like, How good. That was so good. You know what, this is, and again, I, I love sporting moments. I don't, mm. I don't care what sport it is, but you give me a moment like that, and I will lap that up every yeah. day of the uh, week. Like, uh, again, uh, and it's funny, I've been watching the Netflix, The Captains yeah. of the World, yeah, and watching it, the passion 
that those supporters have, that the fans have for their country, yeah. for their team, it is just phenomenal. And you look at iconic moments in sport. You put that there. You've got Kathy Freeman winning the 400 metres at, at the yep. Olympics and John Albois. That, that running around at, at Acor State, Aiden's mm-hmm. State, it was then flavoured. It was just phenomenal. It was a great moment. We've got another one from the Strike Bowl. I think he's part of the Lisrael oh. Rimba Cricket Club. And shout out to them. They're all listening while they're having uh, a pre-game breakfast today at the Tame Fox. And he's come back with uh, Leon Edwards' head kick to... Kamara Usum in the fifth round with a minute to go for the UFC Welterweight Championship. So I'm, I'm going to take his word for it because I'm, so not, I'm not into the UFC that much. Well, but Well, I know the strike bowler. I know a few of the lads there. They are right into their UFC. They There's a the big, U- I think it's UFC 298 tomorrow. I think they're all going down. What's to, our man? We've, we've got the Volk. Volk. Volkowski. And, and Rob Whittaker is also fighting oh, on yeah. that, that card as well. So keep the text coming, guys. It's a really good... Oh, um, actually, I've got another one here from yep. the Terry Galil. Yep who talks about the Knights versus Manly in the 97 mm. grand final. Yeah. A try to Darren Albert in the dying moments of the game. Take out the premiership. Despite the fact he's a Parramatta supporter, yeah. right? He would have loved to have seen the Eels winning the grand final. But any team playing against Manly is enough for him to write that in. So that's why he's gone with that one. Yeah. Uh, a big okay. moment. Big moment of that. I know I've got to remember the week before uh, we played, the Bears played the Knights in the preliminary final, and Darren Albert uh, had this try-saving tackle in the corner on Matt yeah. Sears, which denied us the chance of getting in the grand final. So I do remember watching that grand final, and there was a tear no, yeah. coming great. down the side of the cheek. Mate, great topic. We've got, we've got, we've got a few more coming in, but keep the text, text coming in uh, on the text line 0477 736 736. And on the topic of football, yeah. Well, we're underway again, Butes. And we're underway last night. The uh, Indigenous All-Stars taking on the Maori All-Stars. 22 points to 14. Uh, Addo, score, uh, Addo Carr, as I mentioned earlier, scoring a double. He actually looked good and looked strong too, I've got to say. He was uh, uh, he looked really impressive. Um, and uh, Braden Trindle, uh, shining light for the Indigenous boys with a, a man-of-the-match performance. Um, they're good signs for the Sharks, I've got to say, yeah. who, are, who are staying here at the moment. We've obviously yeah. got the double-header. Uh, and I saw uh, Craig Fitzgibbon uh, earlier this morning. He was going for a walk. Um, I did ask him to come on the program. Unfortunately, he's, the team's swimming at 9 o'clock and then they're hitting the road or jumping in the bus because it's been an early game today at 11 o'clock. So it just didn't quite work out, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, it would have been nice to have him and, and talk about it. But, um, yeah, a, a really strong performance from uh, the Indigenous. I thought their defence was outstanding. Yeah, what well, certainly what also was impressive was the, the Maori haka. Yes, you see that that was that's phenomenal. The way they do it now and is just unbelievable. But now I thought the football was, was quite good. I think the attack was a bit like you would expect, you know, in February. You know, especially in, in February with a group of players who, who've come together for 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 this special game. But the defence was certainly on song, and uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a decent quality game of football to kick it off. Yeah, I, look, I think it's a good start of the season, and it's um, we've got those four games today. So if you've got nothing to do and, you're and you've missed Rugby League, then you know tune into Fox Sports because they're, they're covering all the, um, the trial matches, which is, you know, I heard Vossi earlier in the week, you know, on SEN uh, in my travels, and he was talking about how good it is to actually have Fox Sports show these games. And, you know, whilst we don't see our superstars, we actually get the opportunity to see these emerging young players who may or may not get their opportunity throughout the year. But for some of them, these trials are the biggest games of their lives. Yeah. 
for sure. And look, don't worry about Fox Sports if you're on the Central Coast today. Get down to the stadium. There's the double header there. We've got the, the Knights and the Sharks, as you mentioned earlier, followed by, I think, Manly and the Roosters playing. So some big games there. But you mentioned about, uh, about Josh Adokar looking strong last night. I think we've got the tries from last night's game. Defense by the Maori outfit so far. Mosley sweeps it through Trindle. And now the Fox in the corner. They get straight back on the board. Pudu on the field. Another of the Raiders. Out to Trindle. A kick ahead. Arthur's mishandles. Two for Josh Adokar. Possession count 62-38 in favour of the Maori All-Stars. Trindle. A lovely kick try. The hammer slices through all of them and got it down. What a great kick by Trindle. It was perfectly weighted. Can Pereira. Can Pereira. Down the sideline and over. Oh, oh. oh this is special. Now, the pass was special. But Lofi Can Pereira, just watch him drift on the pass. Drifts outside his man as the ball's floating through the air. This is a special try. Six more tackles for the Maori team. Deep in Indigenous All-Star territory and Tapanay with that typical spin and he crashes over. Has he got the ball down? He thinks he does. Yes, he did. So the Maori team, they've had so much ball tonight. Just one try. Oh, he got there. It's a second try. And it's uh, the man that's been very impressive in Xavier Willison from Brisbane. And the Arthur Beetson Cup remains in the possession of the Indigenous All-Stars. 22-14, the full-time score. Uh, that audio there, courtesy of Channel 9. And, um, some good uh, good tries there, Scott. I, I, you know what? I, I really enjoy listening to Billy Slater and his commentary. You know, the way he breaks it down. And, you know, if you are, you know, a student of the game, you can actually learn a lot from, you know, what he says. And it's all those little subtleties that made him such a great player. He's now bringing that into the commentary box, which is a, a, a great insight for viewers who are watching at home. Yeah, you're right there. It's 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 really good. There's some really good commentators out there at the moment. I think yeah. they're, they're coming. You see a lot of players now. They're very very media savvy, and just to get them in the commentary box and just give their opinion and, and just their, their views on the players that they're running and, and that type of stuff. It, it's their analysis is, is first rate. Luciano Leilua, Cowboys. There's talk. He's looking for a release. Talk of him either going to the Dragons or the Raiders, and there's even talk. Well, he's, you know, it's reported that it's a $3.6 million deal that he's seeking over four years. $900,000 a year. I'm not sure Luciano Leilua is worth $900,000 a year. What are your thoughts? Right, it's an interesting one. I had, I had heard, listening to a, um, a discussion during the week in relation to AFL. And they're talking yep. a very similar thing. AFL come out during the week there. Annual report, 17 players now earning over a million dollars. Okay, salary caps going up year every year, every year, every year. So whilst $900,000 is a big number, um, and yeah, a lot of money, let's, let's not trivialise that, but in relation to footballers, where does it actually fit in in reality if the top players are earning 1.5, for example? I think in the AFL, the average wage now is, is around $500,000. Mm-hmm. So, or the, so you're looking there. So it's above. Yeah. Right, yeah. But yeah, nine hundred thousand dollars is a big number. I, I feel, uh, I feel like I feel like it was only a few years ago we were talking about the million dollar player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now we're talking about a back rower possibly mm. earning. We got front rowers, Payne Haas. Yeah. You know, earning a million dollars a year. 
uh, Aiden Fanua Blake around oh. that mark, which is so, just phenomenal. So, oh, so you're an NRL expert. So how important in relation to your team are second rowers? So what's the role they play? How important are they play when you if you had to break down the salary cap via position, where would you rank second rowers? Uh, look, I, I think they're when it comes to I look at them probably similar to a centre, right? And and you know when you think about a pecking order, you look at your halves, right? Your fullbacks are all on that big number there, right? Yeah. Probably your 13 is the equivalent for um, in the forwards, yeah. then your front rowers, then your back rowers. Yeah. That's how I look at it. Yeah. But again, I, I just find it phenomenal that he's. Uh, uh, we're getting the wind up, actually. We are getting the wind up. Valentine Holmes is giving it to us. Chemist Outlet, we're here for them. For discount medication, choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We're going to take a break. We will be back shortly. Saturdays on the coast. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Welcome back to Saturdays on the Coast. We're coming to you live from Terrigal Rug- uh, Trojans Rugby Club. Um, we just touched on the uh, Indigenous All-Stars game. 22-14 to 14 win uh, to the boys there and the girls. 26-4. Uh, to the Indigenous girls. Kira Deeb, local girl, who uh, man of the match performance. Great effort from her. Um, and great to see the girls really get involved in that contest. Yeah, look, it was a fantastic game there as well. And uh, Kira Dib certainly played well. And, and Jamie Chapman, what a great yes. run that she scored. A 70-metre try was uh, was fantastic. And uh, their skill level is certainly on the rise there as well. So, so well done to all participants, both male and female, as we certainly got the season kicking off as we head into the couple of weeks away do we head to vegas oh mate it's all happening isn't it what a big uh what about all the uh guys lining up the other week to get their visas approved and whatever else there's far too many for mine that were waiting outside the line <laughs> it's concerning i think for the nrl uh hopefully uh patrick carrigan and adam reynolds don't need to go line up again for their little push and shove exactly uh, Exactly. But based on what Travis Kelsey did to Coach Reid, I don't think it would be a problem. No, exactly right. Should, should, get, should get him in for sure. We've got a few more texts coming through. Those last-minute magic moments that you remember uh, from sporting uh, contest. The Woi Woi Dragon has sent through 1994. Mark Coyne's miracle try at the Sydney Football Stadium. Burko, I was there that night. Right? I was there watching the origin. About three minutes to go, I said to the missus, right, let's go. Oh, <laughs> let's no. go. Let's miss the traffic. Oh. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I don't want to get stuck in traffic. So we're walking out, and I hear this enormous roar coming through the stadium, and I've missed the miracle try. That's not a try. <laughs> That's, That's a, a miracle. Mir- That's oh. right. You'd like to think that that was just a one-off, but it didn't. How many times they just... Queensland just broke our hearts and Mark Coyne. Uh, the yeah, Woi Dragon, of course, he would come up with that one because Mark Coyne, one of the great Dragon centers uh, and obviously one of the great Queensland centers who had a stellar, stellar career. Uh, we got any more there? We've got one more just before we go to the yeah. next break. This is an interesting one here is that one for, is Steve Bradbury, oh. the 2002 Winter Olympics, the men's short track 1,000 metre in Salt Lake City where... 
everyone fell over in front of him. Last man standing. Last man standing. So he just come around. Ben, there he was. The first, the first man to win a gold medal. Yep. For the Australians. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Olympics. What a, what a, what an amazing moment. And you know what? They talk about, oh, mate, yeah, it was a bit of luck or this or that. You know what? Who cares how you go about it, right? Don't worry. You've got to get yourself into that final, right? You've got to get yourself. We're talking the pinnacle of his sport and the hours that he spent, the years that he spent to get to that point. Mate, that doesn't happen, mate. I'll just take it for what it is. And even in that event, to stay out of trouble, that's an event that just has balls in it. And yep. well done to him. He's got the gold medal sitting sitting at home. So well done to Steve Bradbury. And keep the text coming in. 100%, mate. We're here for Chemist Outlet. For discount medication, choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We'll take a quick break and we'll be back. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Welcome back. We're running into the news at 10 o'clock, but uh, thought we'd throw out there. We've got a uh, special guest coming up in the second hour, Charmaine Sini from Central Coast Ozdag. Uh, a massive sport, I've got to say, uh, here on the coast. And, and obviously I work with Australian Ozdag, but uh, had the junior junior state cup last week 110 teams down in Penrith. these are nines and ten year olds only boys and girls next week we go up to coffs harbour 330 teams competing um from 11th through to 17th just massive record numbers and uh yeah uh, really good sport to uh be involved in very very strong here on the coast i've got to say uh we're going to talk a little bit of nrl action uh in the second hour uh bit of cricket Plenty going on. The Aussies obviously talk about the T20 and what happened there, Burko. And, of course, we've got our uh, text line, which uh, feel free to text through on 0477 736 736. Uh, your finest sporting moment or last-minute victory that stands out to you. We've had a couple of good ones thus far. This was on the back of the uh, performance from Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Uh, we've got the news coming up. We're here for Chemist Outlet. For discount medication, choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. See you in the second hour. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Welcome back to Saturdays on the Coast. We're coming to you live from Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club. Great to be down here, the Haven. Cricket's a little bit slow, I've got to say, mate. Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> yeah no, it's interesting, though. They, they seem to be enjoying oh, yeah. themselves. I tapped the bat as they went past there, but uh, no. That's the, uh, like a high five. Yeah, it is. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the gotcha. cricket high five. So, no, they're enjoying themselves. That's very good. And I'm just looking out here over the water and how yeah. inviting that is. A I've, I've got to say, mate, out. it's very much unlike me to be have my back to the water. I do enjoy the view. and well, uh, That's what happens when you get here later. Get here late, I, yes. I, get, I get premium seating. You get the cricket. Uh, yeah. I get the water. Correct, mate. There you go. Mate, our first interview today, uh, we're going to have Charmaine Sini, who heads up Central Coast Oztag and... Uh, it's a pleasure to have her on. She's uh, one of my many bosses. I have plenty of bosses, and she's one of them. So, Charmaine, welcome to the program. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. I'm on a beautiful right. lakeside view, too, at Fonte Caravan Park. 
Oh, beautiful. <laughs> nice she, there. I tell you what, mate, she does live the life. She travels here, there and everywhere. She gets her caravan. She gets out and about. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the success, uh, Charmaine, of not only uh, Oztag on the Central Coast, but the under-9s and 10s girls. We had the Junior, Junior State Cup last weekend, and uh, both girls uh, taking out or both girls' teams taking out their respective divisions uh, in outstanding performances. Uh, it was a big oh, tournament yeah. down there. Well, it was sure was down at Penrith. It was actually um, so exciting. The four teams, the two nine girls and the two, uh, sorry, the two nines, nine and um, girls and boys and tens, nines and girl, um, boys and girls, four teams into the um, quarterfinals, three teams into the semis, and then two teams to win the New South Wales Championships. Outstanding. Yeah, look, great efforts down there. And um, as I said earlier, 110 teams competing uh, at that championship. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, and, and, you know, I could probably say the same thing about uh, Oztag on the Central Coast, I mean, the numbers at the moment, they just keep uh, keep increasing. Yeah, they sure do. We, we, um, we've we actually registered um, some of 23, 24, over a thousand teams, probably a thousand and thirty-seven teams all up. Um, our biggest up there, where you're um, heading the show up there at Bado Bay, like combined on a Monday night up there, there's over 260 teams. And then Dave Rose doing a magnificent job with his team down at Kingcumber with 160 teams. Um, so you know, well over um, you know 400 odd teams, and just on a Monday night alone. So. Just the logistics behind that with referees, um, field maintenance and, you know, parking and what have you. It's a um, big job. But they do a magnificent job. And, yes, it does. It just We can't believe it. it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Charmaine, Gary Birkinshaw here. Great job so... you're doing. Oh, um, just, just oh hello. Quickly, you, mentioned, you. you just mentioned about the, the numbers. Why has it been such a big increase? What, has Oztag done anything different to attract new people to the game? Or, or is there some other reason why the numbers just keep growing? I just think the um, game itself is actually um, uh, a game that's actually evolved into one of the premier sort of social games um, in the off-season, like to the main sports. Like, um, you know, the kids love to play, and we like to encourage as well, like, you know, the other sports, like um, the rugby league, union soccer, and just for, um, you know, coming back to the summer, and it's just once a night, no commitment in two or three nights training, um, not all day at a field, it's just in and out, like just a um, social game throughout the summer. I think that's probably the main reason. A lot of parents tick that box that their kids are playing sport. It's cheap, it's only around $100, um, and um, they get a good product when they're there. The teams do a magnificent job, and it's just a good feel sort of community game. There's hardly any... Um, issues that we have. Of, of course, there's sometimes issues like any sport, but very rarely do we have um, major issues. And um, yeah. I think that it's just a safe, um, non-contact sport. And, yeah, I think that's probably um, a combination of quite a few things. Plus the teams out there that are actually running um, from up north, um, uh, Wadalba, Wungara, uh, Lizaro, Bado Bay, north and south, uh, out to Yamina, uh, Kingcumber and um, Edsac and Adcock Park. So there's a lot of venues um, and everyone just seems to want to be involved. You've got we the actually, kids able to play with their parents as well. You actually forget how big the Central Coast is. Like, you know, when you talk about going from Yamina up to Wadawa, right, there's a 45-minute to an hour drive there, yeah. right? And in between, there's yeah. a whole lot of different uh, venues yeah. uh, and fields where... Uh, there's plenty of numbers. And I think they're really valid points, Charmaine, in relation to 
you know, that non-commitment thing from parents, which I think is a huge plus. Like, there, there is no training. Like, the kids rock up, they play. It's 40 minutes, right? They have some fun. They learn and understand the sport. And you know what? Yeah, the cost factor is a big plus as well. Like, you know, $100, you've got a 10-week ten competition, 12-week competition. Come along and play and just enjoy what it is. And, and it's very, very social. And I think that's the key to it as well. You know, yeah. there's a lot of guys yeah. that, you know, will play, the, you know, in the junior level, it's very social. Uh, as you get to the older levels, you know, the guys will rock up, they'll play, they'll sit around after the game, have a few drinks, have a chat. And uh, I think that's a big plus for everybody. I think a big yeah. plus also. I, it's very much you go, Charmaine, sorry. Sorry, you go. I was just going to say, yeah, it's very much a community sport for sure, yes. The whole community my daughter just to come down to the yeah. different venues, yeah. yeah. My daughter just, she plays. They, obviously, the grand finals were played during the week, so she was very excited because she actually happened to win uh, a, a, a competition, and so yep. she gets a, a, a oh. hoodie. So yep. that, that's Wonderful. her great excitement because she won one about probably four or five years ago, and she's still got it, and she wore it out. So she's very excited that she's actually got a new hoodie. So <laughs> that, that, that was what she told me when and she came out. Not, not so much about the result, but <laughs> about I've got a new I hoodie. i got a new hoodie. <laughs> I know, and you're right there too, because it's um, the merchandise has got a lot to do with the actual um, success of, you know, the marketing. Um, you know, you see the Oztag um, gear. Not, most people wouldn't notice it as much as I do, um, but because I actually design our um, Central Coast um, representative um, uh, uniforms, and so I spot them all the time and, and different, and they're everywhere, like on the coast. Oh. You just see the Oztag is out there. So it sort of, like, you know, follows on a bit from there. Everybody wants the shorts. They'd like to wear the, the tertiary, like you say, the hoodies. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, it's, um, you know, certainly a big part of that marketing sort of part of it as well. So... And it's always nice gear. So you're talking about designing for the reps. So we've got the Senior State Cup up in Coffs Harbour this week. Michael was talking earlier on about 330 teams. How many from the Central Coast will be going up there? Well, this week it's actually the Junior. The Junior State Cup is up there. Um, we had the sub-junior one um, last week. Next week will be the juniors, and it'll be the ages from 11s through to 17. So we'll have 14 squads up there. Um, Central Coast are always very proud that we've always had a full complement of um, players um, go away in our representative squads. So all up we have 18 junior squads, which is roughly around 360 families, we like to call it, not players, because the families are the ones that actually bring it all together. So it's a big, big squad that we take up there year after year. As Nick knows, he runs part of the show with the boys up there, and it's, it's enormous. And the atmosphere and the um, the experience that the kids um, have of that real wow factor of, you know, um, Coff CX Stadium is just um, memories that they'll have, you know, forever. We take over the whole caravan park at Park Beach. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just year after year. It's just a great experience for the kids. And, I, and we're very successful. Yeah, Charlene, I was going to say, Sorry, that, you, you know, you think about this, you've got 330 teams, right? And these are all juniors, so... With the juniors, there's 16 players per team, right? Then you've got to add mum and dad, right, who generally yes. will come up and watch. Then you've got to add, like, nine times out of ten, it's grandma and grandma or auntie and uncle and siblings yes. and all those things. Suddenly, there will be right. fifteen to 20,000 people within that facility. Uh, facility uh, and it's a great facility up there at Coffs Harbour. But it, it is oh, such incredible. an enormous... Um, I'll call it a show. It's such a big event yeah. Um, that, yeah. yeah, that takes a lot of time and effort to get it um, as smooth as it is and, and to run as uh, well as it does. And, and uh, Charmaine, uh, and I guess that's probably where you're at now with, you know, let's consider 
the Central Coast, a thousand teams. Um, the coordination and, and management of that, when you're talking 500 games a week of Oztag, that you need to officiate. That you need to get referees to be able to be there. Because without referees, we actually don't have a game. So, you know, I guess oh, it's a big shout out yeah. to, to, to your team in relation to that. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're absolutely nothing without our team. And um, Central Coast Oztag have been very blessed to have, like, the most amazing sporting mentors. Like, and they come from an array of sports, not just um, the tag, but the league and um, union and whatsoever, you know, headed our representative. Well, it's headed up by Dale Berg, and then you've got Adam Carlisle, yourself, you know, Dave Rose. Everybody needs a Dave Rose in their world. <laughs> and, um, you know, you've just got so many good, you know, Ben Goodenough doing a great job up at Wadawa. Look, those guys and girls and all of our admin staff, there's 54 it takes to run that to run that show week in and week out. And we couldn't be more proud of the, um, the team that we have. And that there's no doubt that because of that team that um, they deserve all the accolades. And Gary touched on the the junior, yeah. And Gary touched on the junior state cup being this weekend. Uh, in a month's time, we've got the senior state cup, and again, a very yeah. very strong representation from Central Coast teams. Yes, and that's the reason that we're so successful too with our junior squads because we have a lot of um, senior players. Um, that actually we've got 17 squads in our seniors. So that on top of our 18 junior squads, you know, where they're looking at, you know, 40 squads that we look after with uniforms, training, um, you know, like just back and forth with you, coaching, specialised coaching in some of the areas. And, yeah, a lot of the seniors put back into the juniors, and that's another reason that the Central Coast... People always ask me, um, what is the success of Central Coast Oztag representatively? Because we are state champions and new seniors have been state champions for the best part of, you know, 10 out of 11 years, 11 out of 12 years in a row, national champions um, as a squad. And, you know, and it is definitely the, the um, you know, the time and effort put back into some of our senior um, high-end players putting back to the juniors. And they all coach. We've got Australian honours coming out everywhere. Central Coast are very proud that we actually go away with the most um, players into the Australian squads. Um, we just came back, as you know, from Limerick from the World Cup and um, Central Coast Oztag alone had 160 representing going over to Limerick. Enormous. Yeah, it is some phenomenal numbers when you, you know, put it all in perspective. Yeah. And something, Charmaine, you should be very, very proud of. We, uh, uh, we need to take a break, but we uh, do really much appreciate you coming on to the sh uh, show and uh, giving us an insight into the Central Coast Oztag and the success that uh, is so big for this area and this community. So uh, thanks for the job that you're doing. Oh, I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Good on you. And that's Charmaine Senior there. It is, seriously, mate. And I don't know whether you know about this with the kids when they're wearing their shorts, right? Boys will have, like, day-to-day Oztag yeah. shorts. Then they've got their going-out Oztag shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, mate, wow. it is. Uh, again, I don't, obviously, right. I, don't, I don't wear this stuff. But the young kids, like the 13, 14-year-olds, yeah. mate, they have their special ones that they wear if they're going to go out somewhere or go into the shops or whatever it may be, mate. It oh. is. It's a massive, she does an amazing job, and her team do an amazing job, and uh, they should be very, very proud uh, of everything they do in relation to uh, providing such a uh, positive impact to the community. We're here for Chemist Outlet for discount medication. Choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. You're list listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day.
You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Butte's Top 3. Yeah, welcome back, Saturdays on the Coast. It is Butte's Top 3 and... We're going to go with number three, starting off with Dre Russell. Andre, the man, 71 of 29 balls, absolutely blasted the Aussie attack. And poor Adam Zampa ended up with the worst figures ever as an, for an Australian bowler in a T20 game, I think it was. But my goodness, he got hammered that last over. I think it went something along the lines of 6 0 4 6 6 6 Boom. Get that into you, he said. Big Dre Russell, he changed the game. And, mate, anybody who can hit like that will change the game of T20 cricket. Have you seen anybody like that? Yeah, there's saw plenty it. of them. Saw one on uh, Wednesday night, actually. Butes at Lisrow up playing up at oh. Jubilee. Uh, Jamie Brown. Uh, drizzling rain. He's gone um, dot. They got a single off and then it went six, 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 four to finish the over. <laughs> They come off after that over, yeah. and there was 20 off the over. We won by, in the Duckworth Lewis, by nine runs. Oh, wow. Yeah, huge. Pretty significant. Very, Pretty significant. Very. My number two, and we've got a little bit of audio to go with this because it was such a significant moment, and the young lady is a Central Coast local. Uh, we've spoke about her numerous times uh, in the past, but young Molly Picklam, first female to score a perfect 10 at Pipeline. At pipeline. Let's take a listen to the footage. It is so daunting to understand where you are in the lineup as we see Pickles. Molly putting her head down, grabs around the pipeline, pulls up and under. She's still going and gets the exit. Oh, you little ledge one. This was absolutely insane. Grabs the rail, pulls up underneath the lip, comes flying out with the spin. In that, wow. For me, that was so technical. So, so, so technical she, and so hard to do on your backhand. She held that r rail for so long. It was just so beautiful to watch. I'm, I'm, my jaw's to the floor right now. This was just... Yeah, it's going to be near perfect, this. You know, her technique coming off the bottom there, the way she's able to pull up on that outside rail and just get in the tube, and she was so deep. There we go. There we see it. A 10-point ride to kick off the year. Molly Picklam. She wanted tenner. She wants a 10. And she gets a 10. Oh, God. I love that guy, that commentator. Yeah. Such a strong American accent. <laughs> and she grabs a rail. That's a perfect 10. Well done, Molly Picklin. Or Pickles, as we call her. Well done to Molly Picklin. Uh, local girl is making a name for herself on the surfing circuit. And well done. And my number one this week, a little sad moment, Kelvin Kipton. The world record holder for the marathon tragically died in a car accident earlier this week at the young old age of 24. He set the world record in Chicago Marathon of 2 hours 35 seconds in October last year. Uh, absolute tragedy. Him and his coach passed yeah. away in that accident. But any man that is running 2 hours and 35 seconds for a marathon, I take my hat off to you and I will salute you, my friend, and may you rest in peace. It's only his third marathon as well. Oh, yeah, so very whoa, sad. Whoa, 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 very whoa. sad. There. Yeah, you had a big future. Big, big future. But okay, give us your top three, right, my friend. My top three. My number three is Annabelle Sutherland, the Australian female cricketer overnight or yesterday scored 210. Sorry? Yeah, 210 in, in Australia's score 
of nine declared for 575 against That's South Africa. They don't play many tests. Healy got 99 or something. 99 yeah, they got you the got? South yeah. Africans out for... So they got them out for 76, and three for 67. <laughs> Brown took five wickets. But So 210, she's the fifth Australian female to score a double century in a test match. Joanne, well done. Joanne Broadbent, Michelle Gosco, Karen Rolton and Elise Perry. So great innings, well played. Phenomenal. Number two, Molly Picklam. We just had the audio, fantastic. Unfortunately, lost the final to Caitlin Simmers and the commentators say that that will be two young servers and that will be a rivalry that will continue for many, many years. Well, we certainly hope so for Molly's sake. And number three, can't go past the world champions, the Kansas City Chiefs, ah. Super Bowl champions, back-to-back, first time since the Patriots, 2004-2005. Patrick Mahomes says, we aren't done yet. That is an ominous sign or words coming from uh, Patrick Mahomes when you consider... Uh, they've won three out of the last five, and uh, they've got plenty to go, according to him. T20 cricket, Australia versus the West Indies. Uh, the Aussies win the series 2-1. to one. Glenn Maxwell, a.k.a. the big show, he delivered in game two, Burko. Wow, what a performance he, he come up with. Uh, Warner goes big in game three, 81 of 49, uh, but not enough to get the Aussies over the line. And, of course, the find for me throughout this T20 series has been Xavier Bartlett. What a performance he's had. Yeah, throw in also the one-day series as well. He yeah. saw he was a leading wicket-taker in the in the Big Bash League. And then to yes. come out and, gee, I'm very impressed with the way he actually swings the ball. He's he moves it, doesn't he? Yeah. My goodness. That, like, that's going back to the old days of Terry Alderman or maybe a Damian Fleming or something. But he yeah. was moving that ball. And, was he Macram? Yeah, exactly. He wasn't yeah. there. He was, um, yeah, fantastic. He troubled a lot of bats from there. But the other one that also impressed me, and I know he's been – been in the, the system for a little while, was Tim David. The consistency he showed at the yeah. end of the innings, uh, I think in two of the games he got 30 off 17, and then he gets 41 not out. All, un, all not out on all of them for, for 20. So yeah. to have someone at the end who can who can you know score at around 250, takes a score from 160 to 200, massive, massive uh, importance to the team in T20 cricket. I said to you earlier, like, I, I haven't seen that sort of consistency from t- Tim David. And you said, well, yeah. that's because... He hasn't had that yeah. at all. And uh, so the fact that he has – because he – is that all he plays? Does he just yeah. play T20? T20. Has not got a state contract, an Australian contract. He just plays T20 cricket. He's a franchise player. Has been doing it for quite a while now. And uh, Does he play in the IPL? Yes. Yes, he yes, does. He does play in the IPL. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. basically oh. almost – he'd almost be a walk-up starter, yeah. correct? Yeah, so he's a Mumbai Indian. So yep. he virtually plays in all the franchises, wherever the Mumbai Indians have got a side in the franchise, he goes and plays for that for that franchise. I think he's a Mumbai Indians Emirates are playing in, in Dubai at, at the moment. So, so. he would be oh, – again, I don't even know what sort of money he would oh. be on. And, but he's, he's just travelling the world, playing cricket, just flogging the ball yeah, every he, now and then. His IPL contract was 1.5, something along, along those lines. But wow. and I think you look at his, his I reckon that his performance in this series is in the T20 competition I think that he's found and, and Mitch Marsh come out and said much the same thing after winning the Alan Border medal is that he, he's got his place in the side yeah. he's, he's safe he's not playing for his spot every time he goes out to bat and so he just goes out and plays with the freedom if I get out for naught well that's alright I'm playing the shots I do but I'm not not playing for my spot every every game and then he learns learns his game and I think that is is pivotal. And, and Mitch Marsh said the same thing. That to, that to have that confidence in you just makes you want to play better cricket. Yeah, so. it certainly does, mate. And we've got our uh, text line. Uh, we're talking about our big 
last minute victories that stand out to you and that text line is 0477 736 736 um, we've got one here from the Shredded Bear uh, and he talks about the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games when Kieran Perkins wins the 1500 metre freestyle from lane 8 only after just qualifying a massive moment yeah it was a massive moment I'm not sure it was a last minute victory um, 30 minutes isn't a last minute victory but <laughs> nevertheless Shredded Bear we yeah. love hearing from you and thanks for the uh uh, the text, uh, all those last-minute victories. Certainly a, gr a great moment in Australian sport, though, Kieran. Was I, I watched that. Oh. It, was a, yeah, it was phenomenal. From lane eight, everyone had forgotten about him. And, Correct. I do and remember. He, and he blew the field away. I was out at the shop somewhere. I remember that. But I went to watch it um, at, like, a Big W or a JB Hi-Fi, whatever it was, yeah. where they had a whole lot of TV set up. Yeah. And there I was. Might have even been at Harvey Norman. Or well, might have been that long ago. It might have been a Norman Ross. Ah, could have been <laughs> oh, there Norman Ross. There's there a blast from the park. Yeah, yeah. We've also got the Narc, a.k.a. Bluey. He uh, refers to the Darren Lockyer try in the Melbourne Origin game. The Blues are up 14-10 with less than two minutes to go. Brett Hodson, old teammate of mine, threw a pass from dummy half that just didn't find any of the Blues runners. It hits the deck. Lockyer picks it up like a thief in the night. Scores to cause more heartache for Blue supporters. So thank you to the NARC, a.k.a. Bluey, for that message. But, uh, yeah, who can forget that moment down in Melbourne? I was there 2006. I remember it. Another one here from the, the footy tragic. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not so sure. This is, He's not a Mariners fan anyway. It goes back to the 2011-12 A-League Grand Final. Mariners were taking on the Brisbane Roar up at Suncorp. After nil all at extra time, Mariners scored twice, so leading 2-0 after 116 minutes. The Brisbane Roar scored twice in the last three no, minutes. No, 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 we don't want to relieve that one. We and don't want to relieve that. we're down 4-2 in penalties. So yes. that, now that is really, you talk about last heartbreak. That's heartbreak. That, that is was serious. heartbreaking. But they did go on next year, the Mariners, and did win the title. Exactly right, yeah. mate. Exactly right. Well done to the Mariners, and uh, well might, done to... Might have a bit of, a, have a, bit of a, a chat to them about the Mariners after the break, mate. Sounds like a good idea, mate. Sounds like a good idea. Um, we're here for Chemist Warehouse. Oh, Chemist Outlet for discount medication. Choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We'll be back after the news. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Welcome back. We're on the run home. 30 minutes to go and uh, plenty of sport to talk about. We're going to touch on our Central Coast Mariners. We just heard from the, the sadness that was their first grand final. The footy tragic. Oh, wow. The footy tragic. Yeah. Text in and said, can we remember that yeah. grand final? How can we forget, to be exactly. honest with you? How can we forget? But... Boys are still going well. Mate, they're going really well. Last week, 11,379 people turned up for the double header at Industry Stadium. Uh, unfortunately for the Mariners, they suffered their first loss since November, going down 3 1 to Sydney FC. Uh, the women drew one all with Melbourne victory. So the men still sit in second position behind Wellington Phoenix, who are going exceptionally well. Yeah, right. Phoenix. Take on the Wanderers this yeah, weekend. The Wanderers, they're at home tonight, oh, tomorrow night at 5 p.m., and the women are over in, in Perth at 10.30 p.m. Uh, our time, so 7.30 p.m. over there. But during the week, they were still doing their Asian Cup campaign was continuing. Yeah. Uh, a 4-0 win over Phon Penh. 
with Ryan Edmondson scoring a hat-trick, his first hat-trick. So a young bloke doing exceptionally well. So the Mariners, they've progressed through now to the zonal final. What position does he play? Do you know? Uh, no, I don't. Sorry? I'd say it'd probably be striker if you're yeah, scoring three, three goals. goals. Well, very impressive. But they now take on the MacArthur Bulls, fellow A-League side, in the final next Thursday night in Campbelltown. So they're going on really well. I think if they win that, they'll take them into the final eight. So they've done very well in their yeah. Asian Cup campaign. In fact, the Mariners have done exceptionally well. They are, they are fantastic. They do a great job for the Central Coast and punching above their weight, we say, every week. But um, So it's a big transformation tomorrow. Look, we got the NRL games today. Yep. Uh, two games there, yep. which you would imagine would really rip up the stadium yep. to some extent. Then yeah. Mariners play there tomorrow night. So yeah. I dare say the groundsmen there at Industry Group Stadium, right. they're going to be doing a uh, mighty job overnight trying yeah. to get that field up to, to scratch again. It's amazing we actually listen to a thing. It might be worth getting someone from the stadium even here. Is it that spoke to the MCG CEO, and he was talking about the transition of getting from Taylor Swift to into oh, yeah, of course. the AFL season. season. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not, I know it's not going from an uh, NRL trial to the, to the Mariners, but it's uh, you know, it's just the turnover and the turnaround time and what's, and what's actually required. But um, it's a very interesting talk, the one for the MCG. But the Mariners really, really doing very well, and good luck tomorrow night when they take on the Wanderers. And Mark Vukovic, 150 games for the Mariners. So there's going to be a presentation for him oh. before tomorrow night's game. So hopefully they'll get a good... He's been fantastic, hasn't he? He was Vukovic. our keeper... Danny Vukovic. Yeah. Danny Vukovic. Danny Vukovic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, not Mark. Danny, yeah. yeah. He was our keeper in their, rich, their inaugural season, was he? No. No. I don't, no, no, no. no. I think He's they, not that old, is he? No, no. No. no maybe in the premiership when he was there, was he? He was in there, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, I heard someone say during the week that he was there yeah, originally yeah. game one, but no, that couldn't be the case. That was Mark Viduka, wasn't it? Mark Viduka, yeah, yeah, Mark Viduka, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, I don't think he's still running around. No, but no, no. But Danny, Danny, so it's 150 games. 150 games for the Mariners, yes. Yeah, so good on What a fantastic achievement that is. And, you know, he's one of those stalwarts for the for the uh, Mariners and uh, much love. So good luck to them. Another big big achievement during the week was Dylan Littlehales from Avoca Kayak. He qualified for the Paralympics ah, in the well GP2 done. class. So, well done, Dylan. Great uh, great result for him and uh, another Central Coast athlete who'll be in Paris. We'll be plenty more of those to, to come over the next few months as qualifying really gets ramps up for what should be a fantastic Olympics. Mate, I, you know what? I can't wait. Again, I love sporting moments and sporting... Uh, Occasions, and that is one right there. The Olympics, you know what I love about it? We're going to have that much to talk about. Oh. It's going to be easy. Yeah. Right? This show will be a walk. It actually won't be long enough. No. We'll need three or four hours to actually consume and, and fill in the amount of content that we'll have from the Olympics. It is going to be absolutely enormous. Yeah, it certainly is. I'm just really, like, we had athlete, big athletics meet in Melbourne on Thursday night. Claudia Hollingworth, and a young 18 year old. Yeah. Uh, she, she beat a star state 800 metre female women's oh, line yes. up. So. So and then was, one yeah. of the boys ran the mile in 3:52 or something. Yeah, so that was uh, so McSween won the uh, he won the McSween, mile. But Cameron yeah. Myers, he's a young 17 year old. He ran the 15 won the 1500 meters in Adelaide and then come third wow. in Melbourne. So plenty of young. Oh. Rowan Browning started in the 200 meters as well as the 100. So plenty of good athletes coming through. I'm really excited about what's going on. Uh, Nicola Oleschleiger. Yes. One she jumped 199 in uh, in her final high jump. Uh, event before she leaves. Got a text coming in, mate. Mate, how good, how good how is Mark Vukovic? Eh? They, they, they don't miss, <laughs> do they? Eh? Oh, mate, they you make miss. one mistake hey, and that's they're, it. they're yeah. all over you. Yeah. Look, we got a text here from the Gull. Uh, 1998 Game 1 Origin. 
Again, it was those damn Queenslanders behind by five with six minutes to go. Tony Carroll scores in the final minute to crush New South Wales dreams again. My goodness, how many times has this happened? I've got to tell you, it doesn't happen often enough for the Blues. But we yeah. do have one here, the Arimba Owl. One for the Blues supporters, he says. Michael O'Connor kicked from the sideline in 1991 to win, the, to win game two, 14 points to 12. I've got to tell you, it was my first Origin game and I was there and I was sitting. I could not have been positioned any better. I was right behind the kick. I saw it come off the boot and just swing around beautifully. And as soon as he kicked it, it was over. I just knew it. It was amazing. What an experience that was. I was only 16, probably 16 at the time. Following year, actually, yeah, I was 16 turning 17. Yes, I was. 16, 10 and 17. 1992, I made my debut at so rugby you league. So didn't have to beat the traffic that night, mate. No, I did not have to beat the traffic. <laughs> like the Thankfully, like the miracle try. Yeah, I missed that one, but uh, that was all good. Got another local one here from cricket, actually, from the other day. Lizro again, because well, they played Northern Power. So we got nine for 200. We had Northern Power three for 11. They're going along really well. Games in the, yeah. in the balance. And they ended up being eight for 196. Ah. And five runs to win. <laughs> Take a wicket. Still need three runs to win. And we took the final wicket in the last over with three balls to spare. Oh, right. wow. Excitement all round for the boys from expecting to win quite comfortably to look like we're going to lose. But the boys were ecstatic, so they're listening to that. So thanks, Alex, for bringing up the Mark Vukovic story. But I thought I'd throw that one in for you as well. Mm. You are involved in a stumping of that one, the second last wicket. So well done there and well done oh. to the Magpie boys who are listening in. That wasn't Johnny Bairstow style, was it? No, it wasn't. No, no. This was a traditional one. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough, mate. Fair enough. We're here for Chemist Outlet. Uh, stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We're going to take a quick break. We will be, we will be back. Coming to you live from Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club. Uh, you're listening to Saturdays on the Coast. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Coming to you live with Saturdays on the Coast from Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club. Uh, what a great show we've had so far. What about the text line? It has been red hot today. 0477 736 736. We've spoken about the last minute victories that have stood out to you in any sporting contest. We've had a whole range, but unfortunately we've had a whole, whole lot of them that have uh, involved those last minute tries from those damn Queenslanders in origin. So that's what is really concerning. It's happened far too often. But we've got a little bit of revenge, I've got to say. The uh, the blue supporters have come out thick and fast. Uh, Michael O'Connor's kick. Um, what was the other one that we had? Uh, we had the Mark uh, Coyne try. Mark, James Tedesco, apparently. Yeah, yeah. yeah he scored yeah. a try. Yeah. Got us out of trouble. Uh, we're going to go to Toast the Coast right now. Uh, Staples back in the shootout. He's got the little intro. Right, yeah, this one comes in from our uh, text from the, the text. The best breakfast place on the coast has to be Anchor. Great staff, great food at Budgie Boy. So, so fantastic. Give them a shout out. Yeah, as well. I, I so, love it. So Lovely greenery great. and no reception, which really helps me <laughs> connect. connect. Right, okay. <laughs> Let's we'll focus on how good the food, the food is. is. That's yeah, exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, well done to the anchor out of Budgie Boy. Yeah. If we're ever up there again, uh, which could be a possibility. We were up there a couple of weeks ago for the Rugby Sevens. Yeah, very So we nice. might make our way up there and uh, visit them. 
Uh, have you got one, mate? Yeah, uh, one where the the boys were actually at breakfast morning. The Tame Fox. Oh yes, yeah, a lovely breakfast place there. My wife uh, goes there quite a bit when she has breakfast in the just near Erin Affair, near the the old soccer yes soccer place there. Tame Fox, beautiful food there, excellent and great uh, great variety. I've got to say, well. no, I don't go out to breakfast that much. No, I don't either. My wife does. She doesn't mind going out yeah. to every now and again. Because I don't do coffee for starters. I don't. No, me either. When I go, I don't. Breakfast is pretty simple, isn't it? Yeah. A bit of yeah. bacon and a bit of eggs yeah. and away you, you go. go. <laughs> I'm not going to pay $20 for that stuff. Yeah. I just don't get it. Anyway, a lot of people do. Well done to them. Well done it's to them, It's the mate. company you keep, Michael. Yeah, it's very, very true. And thankfully, we've got lots of listeners that are enjoying our company today. And, and I'm enjoying yours. Uh, mate, bit of AFL. What's going on there? Right. Big, big probably announcement during the week or discussion point during the week. Swan's chairman... Andrew Pridham has come out and said that the, it's inevitable that the Swans will become the biggest AFL club in Australia. Inevitable. Inevitable. Right. He said they're currently 75,000 members. They'll eventually get to 100,000. There's another number of clubs now who've already got uh, 100,000 members. And I think his view, his view, I think, has probably got some merit. I think in the fact that... Um, and where they're placed geographically with New South Wales, there's two teams in New, New South Wales themselves and obviously the Giants. Yep. So I think since they've come in, the Swans have been able to convert the average person who may not really follow AFL as such, but if you ask them who their AFL team is, they would say the Swans. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so their view is to t- try and get those into, into members. Now, and then they want to then turn in. The SCG holds about 50,000, 55,000 people, of which probably... A quarter of those are SCG members. So, yep. so you're looking there to saying, right, not every member is going to be able to get a ticket to the SCG. So he wants it to be a marquee seat, a marquee ticket, the hot know. ticket, the exactly like the college football, correct? Where you know yep. you hear some colleges have you know five year waiting list that they've been sold out for the last ten years, whatever that may be. I, I will say that you know my daughter lives in the city there and. I would call her, in terms of going to the Swans games, mm. a casual observer. Yeah. Has really no interest in AFL as such. Yeah. But because it's a cool thing to do. Are we allowed to say cool? Do yep. old people say cool? Yep. Well, Taylor Swift's our theme today, so yeah. cool, yeah. Cool, yeah, that's cool. That's Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. <laughs> and a shout-out to all the Swifties out there. <laughs> but um, I'm sure they're listening. I'm sure they're listening. Um, but... Yeah, the casual observers. And I think the key for them would be to how they convert those to members or if they can convert those to members and what yeah. that looks like. Because, you know, you're right. You know, with only two, you know, they, I think they're the, probably the biggest club in Sydney, mm. right? And, and I, in terms of membership and in terms of their um, average crowd, they would surpass all the rugby league teams, I would suggest, in terms of, the, you know, when I think about average crowds and I look at, I'll, I'll see the Rabbitohs play sometimes with a crowd of 10,000 or 15,000. You very rarely see the Swans play in front of a crowd less than 30,000. Yeah. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, but I'll go the other way, though, and say, is that a supply and demand issue, though? So then you go up and watch the Broncos play at Suncorp, where once again a, yep. a smaller market, it does... Yeah, they're getting 40,000, 35, 40,000 people at, at Suncorp Stadium to watch the Broncos everywhere. It doesn't stop the AFL teams in Melbourne 
get oh. ninety six thousand dollars, uh, ninety six thousand people to the MCG. With all due no? respect, you could have two flies running up the wall at the MCG, <laughs> and you get at least forty five thousand people there. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. But yeah, yeah, they obviously they clearly love their sport there yeah. down in Melbourne, and and you know what? Maybe we're spoiled here in Sydney, and we've got so many different uh, options. Right, to consider and to go to and earn all those things. Who would be your biggest NRL club? Oh, I, I think the Rabbitohs. I think yeah. the Rabbitohs would be uh, traditionally their supporter base, the passion. Oh, you know, I think the Bulldogs are close. I think Dragons are close. And I think, I, I won't say the Roosters uh, in terms of their uh, supporters numbers-wise, but I think, you know, in terms of them as a club financially, they seem to be a club who is position very well. We've got a text from actually around this whole thing. The biggest sporting club once again from the strike bowlers, Sydney Roosters, they get all the big names. Oh, they do, well, you know what, if they want to play, they'll get them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, Tedesco. We've seen him in the Sunny Bill Williams. Right? Yeah. We've seen it in the past. They, yeah. If they want a big name player mm. and they go in the market for somebody. So, so why would that be? I, I think the how strong their board is. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of powerful people on that board who not only can provide players with you know they can third party agreements not only they can provide them with also uh, support beyond their careers and I think that's a big big plus for any player if you're smart enough you realise that and you go okay yeah this is where I've got to be Uh, also with with the Giants abuse before we go the Giants they their membership, 25,000. They've uh, just ticked over during the week. It's the quickest they've got to 25,000 members uh, in, their, in their tenure. Yep. They got thir- they ended up with 33,000 last year, so they'll be looking to well exceed that. So the Giants on the back of their one-point preliminary final loss last year certainly making some traction in the... Not even so much as the Western Sydney, probably making some traction uh, there, but certainly around the ACT market, they're very, very yeah. strong down there. Good on them. Good on them. Uh, you know, and Toby Green uh, announced captain, yep. Yep. Uh, which is great for uh, the Giants here. A really, really strong player. Uh, we're here for Chemist Outlet. For discount medication, choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. We'll be back for our last 10-minute slot. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast, live from Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club. Stop paying full price for prescriptions and medication. Visit Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. You're listening to Saturdays on the Coast on SEN Track. Back again, Saturdays on the Coast. Coming to you live from Terrigal Trojans Rugby Club. Perko, good show, mate. We are a couple of minutes away finishing up. Yeah, it was a good show, Buttes. I think uh, great discussion around the uh, the Super Bowl and certainly our last-minute victories had... Uh, had plenty of convers- great conversation starters, so fantastic topic that, that you had there. And it was also great to speak to, to Charmaine there as well about Oztag and how well it's actually, it's going, not only on the coast, but across the state. Uh, must be the hard work that you're doing, Butte, oh, to, to, to get that going. And uh, Clearly, mate. Clearly, clearly. A big thank, a big shout-out, I guess, to all our uh, uh, people that have texted in, all our listeners. Uh, the Terry Galil, the Gull, bad, uh, the Bald Badger. The Woi Woi Dragon, the Narc, a.k.a. Bluey. Harry Hudson's been there. The Rimbarau, the Shredded Bear. I don't think we heard from Graham from Gosford. No, didn't no we didn't. Today. But we heard from Alex. Alex was there in the strike bowler. So uh, plenty of people and texting. The, the footy Tragic. Oh, and the Footy, footy tragic. tragic. That's right. There yeah. we go. The Footy. We, I'm writing all these names we down. Can't, we can't miss the Footy oh, Tragic. The, no, he did bring up the, 
uh, a sad uh, day for the Mariners. But uh, great to hear from it. So it's really good. I think when you start getting um, that sort of feedback, it's it's good. You get different opinions. I think it's it's, it's very good and very healthy for the show. It's uh, it's fantastic. Well, it actually gives us something to talk about as well in relation to, you know, some of those. Uh, a lot of them have been good memories to, to recall and think about. Others were... Not so good memories, the footy tragic in particular with the uh, <laughs> when he mentioned the Mariners, but overall. Mate, the uh, NRL trials, they're obviously on this weekend. Uh, there's four today, three tomorrow. Uh, obviously, we saw the Bulldogs take on um, uh, the Storm on Thursday night. The Panthers, reigning premiers, they have to play the Wigan Warriors in the uh, World Club Challenge next week. Uh, a big game for them. Um, how do you think they're looking? They've lost a couple of big-name players, in particular Stephen Crichton. Uh, Spencer Lenu is another one. I think he's going to be a massive loss for them um, or have a massive impact uh, by him not being there. But, you know, they've had that next-man-up mentality. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, look, uh, history shows they can't do it. Like, they can't do it. But how do you how do you know that? Interesting, next week, though, they lost the Challenge Cup to St. Helens at Penrith last year. So last they'll be looking for redemption there. They'd have to go in as favourites for next year. I'm not sure... I don't think there's a standout side that, to, to beat them, so that's why they probably go in as favourite. But I think there's a, there is a group behind them, and it's so hard to do. But you know, whenever if Cleary stays on the park, he'll be there, mate. Nathan there, I don't, I don't think anything is possible. You're right there, mate. For discount, as Patrick med- Mahomes showed. Oh, uh, yep, 100%. For discount medication, choose Chemist Outlet. Outlet prices every day. Big thanks to Valentine Holmes, Adam Staples, back in the studio, and uh, we'll see you all next week.